Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus is a podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Pretty good. It feels like it's been forever. It kind of has. It has been forever. I think it's been like two months, maybe, since we did uh, since we did an episode. And a little sabbatical we were on, I guess, right? Well, for me, it was a lot of uh, summer activities with the kids. My kids are big baseball kids, so we're traveling all over because they're that age. And uh, for you, it was uh, what the um, I mean, it was the short stint in prison, but uh, well, OK, jail, just, you know, general life beating me down um, while in jail. <laughs> and uh, so and what was it you went in for again? Hmm. Uh, it had something to do with, uh, I don't know, tentacle porn, probably. I thought it was uh, male prostitution, but uh <laughs> You know, you gotta, you got you can't go cruising the streets in Minneapolis like that. You know, it's getting out of hand. Yeah. So, well, it's uh, good to be back. I have a, I have a list of topics here and at the very end of the episode, I have a surprise for you. Fantastic. Like a, you, and, and it is not going to be that this is our last episode or oh. anything like that. So <laughs> yeah, that would be a surprise. Yeah. That's, that's not what's, that's not what it's going to okay. be. So, okay. And unlike you, I will uh, make good on my promise of a surprise at the end of the podcast. Oh, I have, I have, I've uh, promised not delivered before, huh? Yes, I think it was the episode I wasn't there, and you had it with, uh, you had it with uh, um, Falcon and uh, Bluebird or something, yeah. what was it, whatever his name was, and then uh, of course the ever-present. Uh, Sparrowhawk. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. You uh, alluded to why you would say I wasn't there. Oh, and, and I never uh, did. Never delivered. Huh. So, anyway. All right. Real quick, I have to I have to fanboy over uh, Elon Musk again for a minute. I know he's not a popular guy right now because of some of the some of the changes he's made to Twitter. Oh, sorry, X. Yeah, it's now called X. That right there was kind of a bad move, I think. I thought so too, but. Have you had any X um, uh, advertisements? And I'm not talking about the ones you usually get for the sites you go to. Have you had any X advertisements pop up at all? No. Well, if you do and you go to close that window, do you know where he put the logo? Oh, where you normally would close it out? In the top right corner. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which takes you right to... That is funny. The, the website formerly known as Twitter. That's kind of like trolling. It kind of is. And I was thinking, I don't understand the whole internet, uh, you know, algorithm stuff. But I got to believe, man, there have been thousands, if not tens of thousands of people who've clicked those things and gone right to Twitter and gone, wait, what? What yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> I, if, I, if it happened just, to me, I would, I would, and realize what he did, I would, I would, uh, I would laugh, and then, yeah. would, then it wouldn't happen again. But so it happened to me twice. Huh. Do you know why it happened the second time? Because mm, I said the first time that can't be what happened. Ah, you know, yeah. 
You ever do anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can think of uh, one. Well, that would be two instances. And uh, I won't bring that up other than to say after the first time you did it, I said it was a bad idea and you still did it anyway. But ah. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a long story. Yeah. So, uh, and that I will not deliver on in this episode. Okay. So, um, have you heard of, I was listening to John Justice's show today. Have you heard of the CV40? Is um, that the newest strain? No. no. Okay, because there's a new strain of uh, we'll get into of, that later, uh, bullshit of, of bullshit yeah. coming out, and then mask mandates are coming back at the hospitals and and uh, and shit. So maybe, maybe I don't know. I some mean, places, some offered, places will do it for sure. When they, oh, absolutely. But when they offered the booster for um, for kids, uh, do you know nationwide the acceptance rate on that was in the low teens? Hmm. That's as it, well, it I think most people are over the COVID bullshit stuff. So. Okay. Well, yeah, there's still some, some nutsos out there that are in charge of shit, you know, like the yeah, Minneapolis well, city I'm council. Not, I am not participating in any mask mandates or any don't go out stuff. If at this point they said in uh, my part of the state, which I'm probably fairly safe, but they said, if you can't go outside, uh, are you going to get arrested? I'd be like, arrest me then, because this is bullshit. Yeah. I'm not doing this. If we can't, if the evidence has not shown you that the lockdowns and the vaccination were a bad idea, I there's no possible way to convince you. Well, I'm at the point that if they, if, if they does start ramping up again and some, uh, you know, white hair, you know, white haired 60 year old uh, uh, liberal dude gets in my face, I'm probably going to pop him in the lip. Really? Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Which is weird because I can't see that coming from you. It's going to be just a quick, just a quick pop. Maybe the nose. Maybe just to make his two, eyes water. Little, little bloody two nose. Two piece and a biscuit. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm not going to try to explain anything. I'm not going to call him names. I'm just going to pop him in the nose and maybe say "fuck off." That's probably it. Okay. All so, right. Well, good for you. Well, we'll see. Might I don't be all, condone might be that. Talk. I don't condone that. And if you were here, you'd ask me why are you winking. <laughs> So, uh, no, CV40 is a Michael Bloomberg uh, initiative. I think he's funding it. That has, uh, right now, I think 14 cities signed up for it. Um, Sadiq Khan, who's the mayor of London, oh, no. is behind this. So I don't know if London is one of the cities. I think oh, Seattle boy. and San Francisco are. Their plan by 2040 is that their cities will be meat and dairy free. There will be no personal vehicles. You will be allowed to buy four items of clothing a year. <laughs> okay. And there will only be one. Uh, you will be allowed one incoming flight on a plane once every three years. Incoming. I mean, not, I not, a, not a round trip. I could, I could have this wrong. So yeah, it's uh I'm fuzzy on the details here, but I'm the flight part is the one I think I might have wrong because there's a certain type of flight you can take in. Well, this anyway, just goes on along with all the 15 minute cities and all that kind of stuff. They're just, they're just adding to it. That's it's a never ending process for them. They right. For, so for they were talking control. about this on John justice's show, um, AM 1130 twin cities. Uh, but they were, um, 
they were saying, look, this is never going to happen for all these reasons. And I'm like, the point you're missing is that they're talking about this. Right. This you is know, actually a discussion point. And, and you know what? All, what was it? 12 years ago when they were talking about all the gender bullshit? Oh, you know, they're just talking, you know, yep. uh, now there now there's kids getting their fucking, um, giblets removed or transformed and, and, uh, hormonally treated that, uh, 10 years ago, if you, 12 years ago, if you had said, oh, that's, you know, a slippery slow bullshit. So, you know, they open a door for the, shit and it happens. Somebody pointed this out. Um, and I don't want to get sidetracked here, but you know, they talk about transphobia and they said, you're not afraid of, you know, you're afraid of trans people. And someone said, no, the phobia part of transphobia is that they will sterilize your kids. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's actually a fear. And, Whereas like homophobia is just, you well, know, and, and the fact not is understanding phobias, phobias are irrational fears. So fuck off with the phobia shit. Well, my kids aren't going to be, it's not going to get to my kids, but I'm, I am scared that this is going to go on a much bigger level that, you know, they I'm just, worried. They I'm worried for society. Kids. Yeah. I'm worried for my neighbor. Yeah. So, and you know, the worst part is they've been doing this stuff long enough. This is not a recent occurrence. Um, it is, as far as volume goes, but it's not a recent occurrence, just that people have been having transgender surgery and you're getting people who now, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago did it and saying is the worst mistake ever made. You know, you can't. And so I don't know. They just got to, got to lay off the kids. Yeah. But the fact, so. the fact that they're talking about this kind of stuff and are ramping it up and the, the Klaus Schwab shit where like, you know, the, the elites need to, you know, make this stuff happen because they are, you know, they're better than us. If you ever see a speech with him talking to all the elites, that's what he says basically. And, uh, they want to, they, uh, they want total control. I mean, they're, they're not even trying to hide it. Well, the worst part about this is the people like Michael Bloomberg will never change their lifestyle. No. You know, it was like when Michael or uh, John Kerry was asked in front of Congress, hey, have you fl- flown on a private jet recently? You know, he's like, I don't own a private jet. I can't remember mm, the last sure. time I flew on a private jet. And they said, uh, doesn't your wife own one? And he's like, well, for her business, sure. And they're like, and when was the last time you flown on it? He goes, I don't know. It was years ago. Fuck you. It was not. Yeah. I guarantee you it was not. Yeah. You know, people like that, they're not, he's not fucking flying commercial. He's not doing it. So just I, that, what I don't that understand genuine stuff drives me crazy. What, what I don't understand is how these people like Carrie and, you know, these mega rich people that are really just into this shit. What's the, what's the grand scheme grand plan? I mean, they're, they're rich enough to live a fucking fantastic life and not fuck with everybody. Why do they have the need to fuck with everybody? Just because the money's not enough. It's gotta be power too. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan had Gad sad on his um, podcast again recently. And they talked about this thing specifically. Rogan is getting more and more red pilled all the time. Yeah. You know, he's turning into like Tim pool. He's like, I think some welfare is good. And, uh, you know, people should be able to have abortions. But aside from that, I think everything else is he's he's going right. But Gad Sad said, look, um, you know, it's all of these people like Rob Reiner on Twitter and Stephen King. People, you're a fan of their work, but you almost can't watch it anymore. Or you can't anymore. And yeah. uh, Joe Rogan said he loves Rob Reiner's stuff. And he goes, I read a couple of his tweets the other day. And he goes, I just I shut it off. He's like, I can't. You're just going to ruin it for me. And he said, there's something that happens to these rich liberals. He didn't say, you know, conservatives. 
He said these rich liberals just lose their minds and they just want to lecture you about everything. And I honestly think it's because just my theory is that when you are conservative, you tend to have a couple of traits. You tend to want to stay out of everybody else's business, which is a big one. And you tend to be a little less educated. And I say, like, I say that as in sort of traditionally college educated, you know, yeah. Um, statistically you're less likely to go to college if you're conservative. Um, and that's been that way for a long time. That's not like colleges are going crazy and people, you know, started doing that. It's, yeah. you know, but, uh, the people with more conservative values tend to not be ones who go for their second and third degree, you know, well, they're... conservatives tend not to, uh, I don't know. If, 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 I don't, I, I don't know what it is. It's that, uh, I shouldn't, I'm not going to say group think because some, you know, conservatives will get into the group think too, but it's like that, uh, uh, that term they came up with recently, the mass for, well, I suppose it's been around forever, but it was in the social, the um, mass formation psychosis. So this, oh, okay. this mass formation thing where, where you become kind of part of the hive, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's a really liberal kind of mindset. Like, you know, you got the Antifa types and everything, whereas conservatives, yeah, they'll, they'll fall for like a charismatic leader. But I, I don't think in general, I don't think, I don't think you become like this hive mind like you see on the left. Is that social contagion that you're talking about? No, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, it's different. Um, it's a, it just, it came up like a year ago for the fir first time I heard about it, but it's been around forever. It's you know, one of those that sign, you know, they talk about in colleges or whatever, but mass formation psychosis. Okay. And they're saying, I can't remember what, what was it, what was it in, uh, I'm sure our listeners will know what it was in uh, reference to. Um, but it's like basically, oh, you know, it had to do with COVID uh, okay. where people were locked away. They were isolated and they were, it was just easier to get them to, to, um, latch on to, um, a program like programming and then just become, you know, completely indoctrinated and it, it happened so much easier. And it's like a, it's, it's a mass psychosis or a, a mass uh, delusion, I, I guess is what it is, but mass formation psychosis. So if you look into it, it's there's, I'm sure there's videos that'll explain it. I can't explain it that well, but it does seem like it's like a, a specifically left kind of people with liberal kind of, and it's not dumb. People aren't not, not stupid people. It's just people that are just, um, I don't know. They're just, they need to, you know what, I, you know why I think it's the left? I think it's because they're godless mostly. I think, and, and when I say it, it sounds shitty when I say it that way, but they don't have a religion and that they have to kind of glom onto some sort of religion. And if it's not actual religion and not actual Jesus or God, it's going to be government. It's going to be, you know, the, the science, you know? Well, I, I've said this before. I remember after nine 11, the day it happened that, you know, so it happened in the morning that evening, my neighbor came over and she goes, Hey, you better get to the gas station and get gas. Cause you know, the gas might get cut off and blah, cause this was a terrorism thing from the middle East. And I was like, shit, you're right. And I got in my car and drove the mile to the gas station and the, the line was down the street. Wow. And as it was doing, I was sitting there going, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense at all. There's going to be gas tomorrow. What am, and it was just one of those things where, you know, again, like I've said many times, it's like Tommy Lee Jones line from Men in Black. A person is smart. People are big, dumb, panicky animals. Yeah, uh, but uh, you do. I do see it more, more ferocious or more pronounced on the left. 
than on the right. I mean, you see it on the right, obviously, because you've seen it with the, uh, you know, with the the raving back in the day, the raving, you know, um, you know, uh, Nazi, you know, the skinheads, that kind of thing. Yeah, and they they were very kind of like brainwashed and lockstep and idiots. But uh, I don't know. I just yeah, don't see not, it as much. Not conservatives. The the skinheads were not conservatives. Yeah, they were authoritarian racists. Yeah. So, you know, um, I just did well, you say? I, I just uh, speaking of of racists. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Jared. Oh fuck, I can't remember his name. I just saw a clip where uh, where uh, Tatum. Um, Brandon Tatum played his clip and it was uh, Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor. You know who that is? No. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I'm not exactly sure because this is kind of the rabbit holes I don't go into, but I've seen him a few times get interviewed and I think he's basically, um, he's like a 60 something year old guy and he's very soft, you know, very even keel, very well spoken, but he's, he's very pro white. You know, he's a white identitarian basically. So mm -hmm. I'm sure people have labeled him, you know, a, a Nazi or whatever. And I don't, I don't know what his political affiliations are, but I do know whenever I see him speak, he's speaking about, you know, protecting, you know, uh, European and Western culture and white people and all that kind of stuff. So he's, you know, whatever he's that, that side of the, the spectrum, but Brandon Tatum just put had a little clip of him playing where he was talking to a reporter who was obviously like, um, Hispanic or, you know, ethnic to some degree. And, uh, uh, where he's basically saying, yeah, we, we built, we built, your Europeans built everything here and you're right. We want to protect it. And when there's more people from that aren't from European heritage come into our country and change it, it it's something I don't want to see. So yes, I'm going to fight it. And Brandon Tatum's like, but is he wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know where, why I got to that point, but it was a funny little video because well, Brandon, Brandon Tatum, Brandon Tatum, the, uh, the black face of white supremacy. Yeah, one of no. them. Uh, like, uh, uh, oh, Larry Elder. Uh, Larry Elder. You saw the Larry Elder interview with uh, with the Breakfast Club, right? No, dude. Holy shit, you've got to see that. Uh, okay. So Charlemagne, fuck God, I hate that. Uh -huh. I, I'm not even going to say that anymore. But uh, Charlemagne, and then this black woman who's a, a, a belligerent, uh, militant, anti-white black woman. Um, is on the show and they interviewed um, Larry Elder. They also interviewed Vivek Ramaswamy and it was very confrontational and uh, Vivek handled himself well. Larry Elder put them all in their place. And uh, yeah, it was pretty you can't, funny. You can't argue with people who are smarter than you and expect to win. Well, finally, you know? finally, Larry Elder, um, uh, Charlemagne asked Larry Elder if he's ever experienced a nigga moment. And Larry Elder is like, what's that? And he goes, well, that's when you're an educated, um, prosperous, um, a black person who who ex suddenly experiences actual racism, and that's their nigga moment. And uh, and Larry Elder just kind of goes, oh boy. And he goes, uh, he goes, let me ask you this, Charlemagne. Um, when you had Joe Biden on your show, and Joe Biden said uh, when you said you weren't sure about voting for him and that you wanted to have him back on, and Joe Biden told you that if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Did you just experience that nigga moment? <laughs> and uh it was it was so beautiful it was it was like perfect and uh yeah it's i it's funny for, i've been watching a lot of douglas murray lately mm -hmm. oh yeah I like and Douglas Murray. you just can't uh, that guy is so he's so next level smart mm -hmm. and he can think on his feet and he's well he's like a thomas soul well, yeah he does a, a lot jordan of jordan peterson too. what's that he does a lot of that debating stuff 
like the debates. Yeah. Um, who is that guy? Uh, the Russian, uh, the, the Russian, and yeah, who's now uh, he's now a member of parliament or something. I, I mean, can't uh, recall his name, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, that guy, that guy is quick on his feet too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you just can't, you can't go after these people and expect to come out without getting your intellectual ass kicked. But yeah. people keep doing it. So, well, Larry Elder, um, the woman on the show asked Larry Elder. Um, cause you know, she's virul- virulently anti-white and she was like, well, what, what any Larry Elder was talking about how all these cities that are run, run by black people from, from the mayor on down to every aspect of, of the, um, the infrastructure, um, and they're failing utterly. And she gets so mad about it. And she goes, yeah, but they didn't create the system. You know, they're, they're not running the system. And he goes, well, what do you mean? They're not running the system. They're, they're part of the system. And they're running it. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but they didn't make that system. And it's like, she, she just had no answer. And it's like, you, you don't know how stupid. And she was just so angry and she, she wouldn't listen. You could tell she was just waiting to, to basically, she wanted to call him a coon is what she wanted to do. <laughs> well, I saw a clip, which, um, which for anybody listening, I'm not saying that because I feel that way. It's just, that's what they call black people that don't ascribe to the liberal mentality, you know, that they have. Yeah. an uncle Tom or a yeah. coon or. So um, I was watching a clip of um, Adam Conover's oh. uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. And they were. It was basically labeled the worst uh, Joe or the worst Joe Rogan episode ever. And it was basically how this guy came in with all these points, and he's just one of these fake smart people. Yeah. Like he he hangs around a bunch of liberal friends, and then. Um, well, you know, he, he's one of those guys that legitimately regurgitates talking points, but doesn't know anything behind any of it. Yeah. And it didn't take any questions from Joe to like, just throw him off. And he goes, and he was like, his point was, you know, men and women are equal in sports. And Joe goes, how do you figure? And he's like, well, the sports were designed by men for men. <laughs> so of course women can't do them as well. <sighs> so you know, like basketball, for example, he goes, if we lowered the height of the hoop and uh, change the way they move the ball around. And Joe was like, change the way they move the ball around. And he goes, well, yeah, it's look, they're designed by men. So of course men are going to excel at them. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was just, and then he was on, um, oh, he was on, uh, who's the guy, um, is it Hassan Piker? Is that he's got the? He's, he's got a, yeah. He's on Twitch. Yeah. Twitch so he was on streams. his pod. I think it was him. If I'm thinking of the right guy, and he was like, he was trying to, you know, push back against Adam Conover really gently, but at the same time, Adam was like, you know, like soccer. He goes, all we got to do is like, like change the rules so that women can participate equally, and he's going, well, okay, I. He's like, I don't know if we could do it. And he's like, yeah, you just, you just do that. And it was like Biden's thing about how do you, when someone said, how do you get rid of fossil fuels? He goes, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, I was like, wave your magic wand. And that's how it is. In between naps, somebody will figure it out. Yeah. And I'm like, you people can't just say this shit, but they do. I mean, that's, they don't want to walk through anything. And as soon as they get any pushback on anything, it's, you know, well, you just you're an apologist for you're an ist of something or, yeah. you know, it can't make serious arguments. So, you know, if you don't have good arguments, that's one thing. Don't get in an argument. If you don't have good arguments, don't argue with people who are much smarter than you. 
you know, because yeah, you're be, just going to look yeah, like a fool. Yeah, be prepared to listen. <laughs> um, you know, when you were, uh, I, well, hold on, before you go real quick, I was thinking about the, uh, that story you're telling, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the term you used for the, uh, for having three, three changes of clothing and the no car. Uh, CV 40, I think it is. Okay, that, and that's just more of the, the, you know, the, what the economic forum, their, their plan, um, What's what's that one called? The their development plan, their twenty year. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll own nothing and you'll love yeah, it. Yeah, it's all it's all more of the same shit. But it reminds me of a, I don't know short story. And I wish I remembered the author, but it's about a guy who's in in a kind of a dystopian future where the government kind of runs everything and everybody's miserable and and uh, he's going to the government office. It's his one time a year to go to the government office and make a request. Oh, you're gonna hear my my new guard dog in the background there. <laughs> um, Schnell. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You had to, didn't you? <laughs> oh boy. So anyways, uh, he, it says one time a year to go and make the, make the uh, requisition from the government for, for something. So he gets there and he goes through all the forms. He go through, goes through all these bureaucrats and, you know, and, and he finally gets to the, the line to get what he requ- requisitioned and they, they come out and they give him this old ratty blanket and they go, here you go. Here's your one requisition for the year. And he goes, what? Well, that's that's not what I wanted. They go, well, that was that was your secondary requisition. We couldn't give you your first one. Your first, his first requisition was that he'd be allowed to die. <laughs> that you know, that totally sounds like a uh, Ray Bradbury or a, um, Kurt Vonnegut thing. Yeah, it sounds like it because he, you know, they, in the future, you're not, you know, they they can extend your life and make you a, a working drone basically for them, for the elites, and that uh, your life is miserable, but you can't die, and maybe you'll get a ratty blanket. <laughs> Was it was it told with any humorous twist to it at all? No, it was pretty down. It was pretty pretty. It wasn't Vonnegut because it was pretty down and low. Yeah, if it was Vonnegut, it would have some sort of uh, dark ironic twist. Yeah, no, this was just like down the whole time. It was like you know you felt miserable, like this poor guy and this all the bullshit he goes through, and then he find out that all he wanted to do was die, and he got a blanket. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a Ray Bradbury. Yeah. So, um, that's where we're headed though. I'm going to ask you, well, no, because we have guns because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just, yeah, I have been posting things in the bread and circuses podcast lately about uh, a lot of things. And you know, the way the Facebook algorithms work, I I started posting a lot of Iowa gun owners because they had some good stuff. And next thing you know, I'm getting the the Missouri gun owners and the Georgia gun (laughs) owners. And so a lot of stuff like that. So if you're uh, with, if you're with those groups and you've liked our Facebook page, Hey, thank you. Keep doing it. Um, Anyway, uh, so I'm going to ask you what is not a rhetorical question, but given the numbers, it is probably the same thing. Have you um, heard the Richmond North of Richmond song? Uh, Yes, I have. And as a matter of fact, just yesterday I was at the grocery or at Menards, which uh, which is like a grocery store in Minnesota here. Um, And someone it's like a a hardware store, hardware and groceries. I actually get groceries there now. They have groceries in Menards? Yeah, they like ketchup and, and like sparkling water and pizza. And they, they have all kinds of stuff. Bacon. And beef jerky. Of course they have jerky. <laughs> aisles and aisles and aisles of jerky. But um, yes. But no, I was in the parking lot and some truck went by blaring, blaring the song. I was like, okay. <laughs> by the way, the owner of Menards woke as hell. I didn't know that. I thought his son was, yes. wasn't. 
No, extremely woke. Like was oh, that was trying to get oh, the, that's Fleet Farm. I'm thinking of the Fleet Farm nope, guy is not is, woke. Is, is not this woke. is yeah Menards. Menards was trying to get people removed for not wearing masks. And yeah, I remember now for trespassing and yeah, yeah, they were all comes, on board with that. It comes right from the top. I have a uh, business associate who knows the owner of Menards, and he's just like, I don't know what happened to that guy. So it's not, um, is it? I, I thought partially that the problem was that Menards is kind of known for employing a lot of elderly people. Like there's, uh, there's part-time part shelf stockers and, and checkout people are, a lot of them are elderly. And I thought maybe that was the whole, you know, that's why they did the whole uh, doubling down on all the COVID nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think one of the last times I was in Menards, it was I was looking for something during COVID, and this elderly woman was in there. She had to be eighty something, and she had a mask on, and you could tell she was going to sneeze because she's doing this sort of huh huh, and she had her hand up by her face, and I was like, "Don't do it." She pulled her mask down, just freaking sneezed all over the place, put awesome. the mask back up again. That's that's great. I would I would have congratulated her. I'm like, do you understand the point of the mask? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> anyway, Rich, um, Richmond, north of Richmond. So there've been uh, so this guy uh, Ant Oliver Anthony, which is not his real name. I didn't know that. Yes, it is not his name. It his his um, grandfather's name. Uh, his no something is like Chris Anthony something something, uh, but he says he was posting this stuff on his YouTube channel as an homage to his grandpa, who was maybe his great grandpa, who was from, you know, 1930s Appalachia sort of thing. Okay. And so he's using his name for it. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, nothing wrong with that. I mean, people use stage names mm -hmm. all the time. So he, um, he plays the song and I've, I've gone down a bunch of rabbit holes on the reaction videos. Many of them from people I would assume are, uh, black liberals, not because they're black, but based on their channel and some of the things they, you know, do. Mm -hmm. And this song has been resonating with so many people. I have yet to find a reaction video where someone went, this song sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, and everybody says the same thing. He's really pouring his heart out. And, um, you know, there's a, people will disagree, will agree with him for different reasons like you could have an inner city black kid who would agree with him on the line about uh this damn country keeps kicking men down you know mm -hmm. and they'd be like yeah you're right because uh a guy can't get ahead kind of thing um and it's the government's fault this white rich people and blah 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 um there will be people who say he says the part about you know people in the street don't have food but we've got these people uh, milk and welfare and they're obese and yeah. and they go oh so he's going after black people huh and i'm like that's you that's not him yeah. you know he he doesn't mention race at all in any of this stuff so if you go there that's on you but uh there's one guy i saw review it and i mean he gets right into the song and the guy was even like he goes okay i'm gonna play this i haven't listened to it and he and he starts singing right away he's like whoa you're not even gonna warm up into it <laughs> Cause you just can't get to it right away. Huh? He's like, okay, okay, let's see how this goes. And there were a couple of them that damn near cried. Hmm. And this, it's just a lot of emotion in this guy. Yeah. But now of course they're saying it's a conservative anthem. Um, he's saying, look, I'm basically down the middle in politics and uh, everyone's going, Oh bullshit. Right wing, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, there's nothing in his song that mentions politics or race. 
His whole song is about rich elite people um, basically doing well no matter what. And I have used Joe Biden for this example, but pick a politician. I don't care yeah, what side I mean, they're on. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, uh, John the, McCain, the all hell, these fuckers. How the hell? And I'm going to apologize to our frequent listeners for repeating myself again. Help me with this math. Joe Biden has never had a job that paid him more than $200,000 a year. Maybe when he was vice president, but certainly not when he was in Congress or when he was a senator. Okay. And he's got multiple million dollars of worth. He hasn't written a book. You know, a lot of those guys, Newt Gingrich wrote, you know, several books and all that. So I get that. Hasn't done that. Where the hell does he get tens of millions of dollars of net worth? Bernie Sanders, same thing. Yep. I don't know for sure with Mitch McConnell or um, uh, Lindsey Graham, but I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And so the point is, he's going after the rich people in north of Richmond. And I saw um, somebody post on Facebook today. It said, in case you're confused, it was a, it was a Google map that showed Richmond and an arrow drawn to it. And it showed a line North and it's Washington DC. Yeah. They're like, so now maybe you're paying attention. Yeah. But of course everyone, you know, after, you know, the three or four days of the hype that goes down. And I think it's something like 15 million downloads of his song or something like that. Yeah. Um, a crazy number. And uh, I, I don't know if, if iTunes is paying him for it, or not. Uh, I don't know if he gets a cut of that. Cause I know for a while, new artists didn't get a cut and Taylor Swift as nutty as she is. Um, but is still talented, whether or not you like her stuff, she's talented. Um, she came on and said, Hey, iTunes, if you're not going to pay these young up and coming artists, then you can pull my entire catalog from your stuff. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, okay. Well, so it, let's say he gets one cent a download. Well, yeah. I don't understand how he couldn't make money on it. If he, if he pushed this out there himself, how could he not make money on it? That's what makes me mad. You know, if, if, well, maybe, if he's not through maybe studio. Because he, maybe because he pushed it out to himself. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you need a studio to book it to get your money through iTunes. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. But even if he got one cent per download, I mean, yeah. by my math, isn't that like $1.5 million? I don't know. I mean, should at least anyway, get a so there have been a lot of things that say, you know, hey, he turned down this $8 million deal and, um, you know, I, and, you know, I'm always careful because I don't, as much as I want to believe everything about the guy is, you know, legit and honest and true, I, I'm skeptical. Well, I don't know how be. I got that way, you know, but um, I'm skeptical. And so I saw an interview with him where he basically said, look, um, I don't want an $8 million record deal. He goes, I'm not. I never wanted to be a full-time musician. I'm I don't not want to play particularly play good. He says, <laughs> yeah, he goes, I'm not good, which I don't think is true. I mean, I think he's, I don't want to say like ultra talented. I, th I mean, he, he wrote a great song. He's got a good voice. He can play his guitar pretty well. He, you know, yeah. um, so he says, I'm not a good musician. I'm not even particularly good person. Um, that's Beyonce. I'm, I'm struggling with mental health. I'm, you know, all these things. And he says, I, I don't want, six tour buses and a tractor trailer and a jet. And he goes, I, I live on a $97,000 piece of property that I still have to pay 60,000 bucks on. And I live in a, you know, double wide trailer. That's got a tarp over part of the roof. You know, I'm, 
the guy is sitting there saying, look, I mean, you could change his life in a second and he doesn't want it. And naturally people are skeptical about yeah, why, I mean, you know, is he, is he holding out to, you know, bid it up even more or is he honest and legit and doesn't want it? And so I saw he plays at these farmers markets all over the place. And, you know, he normally gets 30 people who watch him whilst apparently at one of these, there were 2000 people. Yeah. That's the one where he came read to scripture see before he played. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I appreciate it. And he said, I'll stay there. You know, I play from two to, or from one to two. And if I'll stay there, you know, whether it's two in the afternoon or two in the morning to talk to everybody. And I want to hear everybody's stories. And, and so I saw an inter or him interviewing himself, or posting, vlogging him about himself when he was coming back from that. He was like, you know, Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for all the outpouring of support. And he said, but the question is what happens with all of this when, Oliver Anthony isn't here anymore. You know, and his point was, if you guys are coming together, if we're agreeing about this, if the message in the song says something, can't we do something with that? And I just, I feel like this guy is sort of serving a higher ideal, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about religion, although I think that, you know, he's definitely saying, you know, he's very God inspired. I just, the idea that it doesn't have to be about money and getting famous and, can't we just do the right thing sometimes? And I, I hope to God it's true. Well, I mean, I know it's not going to be a hundred percent, but I, now there are some people and I don't believe this. There's people coming out saying, no, he's an industry plant. Yeah. I figured that this out. And I'm like, you know, if somebody would have figured that out, I think they would have done that a long time ago. Yeah. No, the, the scripture he read was about wicked men, wickedness. Yeah. And he actually kind of broke up, you know, broke his voice broke a little bit when he was saying it. So you get a feeling that he believes it, you know, that it's not just, it's not just an act. So he seems, mm-hmm. he comes across as earnest. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. I'm, you know, like you, I, I hope it's genuine and I hope he, you know, doesn't all of a sudden get, get, uh, you know, the fame bug or whatever and become, you know, just some asshole. You, you just never know what, what that kind of thing. Well, I couldn't blame him. I mean, if he yeah. wrote, if, if he wrote a song like this, look, if you did something, if you, you know, made something or whatever, and all of a sudden somebody wanted to pay you $8 million for it, you know, don't tell me you wouldn't be. T- well, that's, nowadays life would, yeah. that's life changing money. Yeah. You know? Um, well, so it's like, just, it's like, I hope he's more like along the lines of Jordan Peterson when they go, you know, Hey, is this, is this gonna, uh, how's this going to work out for you? He goes, it's probably going to end bad or end poorly. <laughs> Probably not end well. Yeah, so, I mean, because at least you know, if hopefully if he stays grounded like that, you know, earning or making money off of this and getting and getting success and having a nice home and having stability and not having to worry about medical bills, uh, yeah, more power to him. You know, more money the better at this point, especially the way shit's going in this country. I mean, you got to get what you, what you can because if you don't have enough money, you, you're not going to have any sense of peace in your life to know that you'll be able to withstand what's coming. Well, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, do not make a mistake. Do not mistake this. Money, all money is, is security and freedom. That's it. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a level you need to be to yeah. feel secure and to not worry about you know, what if a medical bill happens or if, if a car breaks down or something, if that, that anxiety that comes with not knowing if you'd be able to cover that, once you get past that, that, that amount of money, then, you know, then you don't need to go, go crazy and become car, you know, the, 
Bill Gates of the world. You know, you just you, well, you'll live happy with that amount of money that will will make you know you'll never be like desperate to make ends meet if you have an emergency. Well, and I, you and I have talked about this before and disagreed on it, but I'll stick to my guns on this. That that amount of money is much lower than people think it is. And money is not hard to get a hold of. We have 75% of this country that doesn't have a thousand bucks they can get their hands on. That That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but even I mean, people that have 10,000 in savings, that's that's a drop in the bucket with, with an unexpected medical bill. No, I get that. And you, I mean, you can't, you can't legislate tragedy away. Yeah. I mean, th- there's no, 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 I'm not I'm saying allowing people to, to, you know, to, to get forward without you know, like right now it's, it's, it's hard for businesses and they're talking about doing more of the COVID stuff. You know, businesses were destroyed by the government with the lockdowns and all that stuff. And, uh, I get that. I'm yeah. just saying the amount of money people need, uh, to feel safe is much lower than that. But, People get distracted and buy all kinds of shit. You know, you and I, you and I had a, a acquaintance we knew uh, a few years ago who was talking about how he and his wife struggled and they could never get ahead. And he was fully full time employed. And he's like, well, I'm in the education yeah. field. I'm like, you're not in education. You work for a, a university. Yeah. You, you know, you get paid pretty well. He was like, I don't get paid enough to put up with what I have to do. It's like, no, no, no. You for your job, you get paid plenty. Yeah. And his wife didn't want to be a full-time teacher because she just wasn't sure she wanted to commit to that yet. So it's like, yeah, your substitute teacher salary, you know, and by the way, teachers are paid just fine. You know, if you look at pay rates and everything they're and they've got the best healthcare in the country too. But, you know, and he was like, oh, we struggle. And I'm like, your apartment that you rent, your one bedroom apartment costs more than monthly than the mortgage on my house. You still got cable. You still got a brand new gaming computer. You have all of these things. You're not interested in cutting your expenses, you know, Yeah. And people don't want to live frugally. And I'm not talking about, you know, eating cold canned soup and stuff like that. I'm talking about just, it's amazing to me, the amount of people in the service industry who will talk about how they can't make money, but every day they drink uh, $14 worth of coffee yeah. and smoke two <laughs> packs of cigarettes. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's insane. But anyway, uh, I got distracted there, but, uh, um, all right, so I want to talk quickly about what you think about Trump saying he won't go to the debates. Um, it's, I mean, it makes sense. I, I don't, I don't fault him for that. I, I think uh, it doesn't, it doesn't help him actually to be at the debates at this point. So why go? It, it's not going to do anything to, other than I guess free exposure. But he gets enough of that already as it is. See, I thought about that, and from a strategic point, I guess, you know, he's the front runner. It doesn't make any sense for him to show up, blah, blah, blah. But it also, I think, is bad for the republic if the people who are running for these things don't want to don't wanna have debates. It, I, can't it, get, I can't give Trump a pass for not being in a debate and then say, but Biden won't uh, uh, debate RFK Jr. and he should. You know, I, I don't think you should either. I, I think here's the thing. If you know you're so far ahead, it, it really doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If, if Trump was like way lower in the polling and these guys were closer to him, then it would make sense to do the, the, the debates. But at this point, it doesn't make any sense. We all know what Trump's about. We know it. It's all that debate would 
probably turn into a shit show that the Democrats could use against him or the other candidates. So it doesn't make sense for him to go for that reason alone. See, I think everybody knows who they're voting for anyway. Yeah, that too. But, but don't you think... Don't it's you just think, a matter of whether people are motivated enough to show up. Don't you think if he showed up in, on that stage, it would all become, it would become all them against Trump because that's what they're trying, you know, trying to, except Vivek probably because he'd probably try to differentiate himself that way. But they, it would all be like, I'm, be- I'm going to be better than Trump and Trump did this wrong and that. And he would call them names and then it would be this, you know, circus kind of thing where the, the left would just be gleeful about how they're, you know, to use it against the Republicans and make them look like idiots. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to agree with Chris Christie. If he's too afraid to get up there and debate him and the other guys, he shouldn't be running. I don't think job. he's afraid of it, though. I don't think Trump is afraid to debate these guys. Afraid I, may not be the right word. That's the word Christie used. But if if he can't be bothered, let me put it this way, to show up there for, you know, what's basically what our republic was built on is an exchange of ideas. And I get that it can turn into a shit show and all that. But if you can't get up there and handle those slings and arrows, I don't think you should be president. I I guess I'm completely different. I, I actually don't even want him to be there. So I'm I'm one of the Trump supporters that says I I basically want Trump to win because fuck fuck Biden and fuck the Democrats. And uh, yeah, and, I'm a and, little worried. I'm a little worried about either one of these guys winning. Uh, I'm worried that uh, if if Trump is in, it's going to be more about uh, vindictiveness and going after people, which I can't I can't say I blame him for. I just don't want to see. And uh, if Biden gets in there, I fully expect that he will very shortly after he gets in say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'll have fucking Kamala Harris. Yeah, I guess when it comes to the vindictiveness, I, I guess I'm all for it at this point because I don't see anything getting any better. And I don't see the um, the reaching across the aisle shit, you know, working f- in it for for uh, for the Republicans and for the country. So I think uh, I think it's war at this point, political war. And, and the left likes to do the lawfare where they, you know, keep hitting him with lawsuits. And of course I, I want to see retribution. I want to see it. I want him to come in and say, fuck you. And, 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 uh, start, you know, swinging a hammer. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I just, I don't think it gets us anywhere. And if but, he but, uses but, but, the but, justice department to go after some of his enemies, I don't think it makes any, no, better. it's, it just, it just perpetuates the kind of the slow or the, the fast slide into banana Republic, but, um, it's not going to get any better anyway. So why not get our side to, to, well, to do the damage, we, make our side do the damage instead of take the damage for once. You know? Maybe if we got these people out of there, maybe if we weren't running all these legacy candidates and stuff, yeah. you know, I, I mean, just want to see some justice. I, I mean, that's it. I, I want to see, I, I, well, not just justice. I want to see retribution and people go, well, that's just like the left. That's what the left thinks. And I'm go, I'm going, yeah, but that we're the ones on the, on the receiving end all the fucking time. I want to see some turnabout. I want to see some fair play. See, I just, I want to see time limited as to how long you can be in Washington. Yeah. I, just, I don't I want some term of these, limits on everybody. Some of the stuff for the governors, like what is it? Does Florida have a two term limit for governor? I think it does. I yeah, it does. And I, I think that like the, the term limits for governors having two terms for governor, I don't think that's smart. So I, I don't know. I, I would, I would rather see a good governor be able to, you know, spend 15 years as governor if they're a good governor. But then no, of course, if you're a bad governor, you're going to run the city into the ground and, and pander and get votes that way. Like the, like the left does and like Chicago and all that. But I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just get more and more feeling like things are, you know, so broken that it's, it's, it's almost impossible to fix at this point. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the prescription is, but I do 
at this point, I guess I'm not, my viewpoint isn't like, how can we fix this anymore? My viewpoint is, um, we're getting shit on, we're getting beat. We need to turn around and do the beating ourselves because, uh, yeah, it'll feel good. And it actually might do some good, at least in the short term. But yeah, it's probably generally speaking in the long term, not a good, not a good plan. Well, on this, we disagree then. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, gentlemanly, dis- gentlemanly disagreement we just had. Fuck you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I want to uh, I want to sneak in one more topic here that uh, has sort of got me hot. No pun intended. Uh, this whole Maui fire thing. Yeah. Um, I am thoroughly disgusted that they are sending people from Maui a one time seven hundred dollar check. That's amazing. I, I can't. And we're sending how much damn money over to Ukraine all the time. And I understand. I was watching a Peter Zion video where he said, look, you know, if you're worried about all these arms we're sending over to them, for the most part, we're sending them decommissioned stuff and spare parts. He goes, you can find, he goes, your congressmen have the list of all the equipment and they know where it's gone. He goes, they're not funneling a bunch of money there. I'm willing to trust him. He's been right on a lot of things, but. I'm just tired of we can send aid to all these other countries. And when people in our country are in desperate straits, we can't, we can send them 700 bucks. Are you kidding me? Well, and then you talk about well, how much money do we spend on illegals? You know, I, I know there's, they're staying in five star yeah, hotels in New York them. city. Yeah, and trash and, and, the, and the food's not good enough for them, and all that kind of stuff. And they don't get uh, they don't get a good video game. So their, their internet's not good enough to play video games. It's like it's like they're getting so much shit and and not appreciative of it. And American citizens are obviously getting screwed. And you know, you see the mayor of the of the town. You saw him, right? Of the what's the what's the town in no. Hawaii? He's just a putz, uh, just an absolute Lahaina, putz. I think it is. Yeah, he's just a putz. He's just a Democrat liberal putz, and uh, um. You know, some guy was uh, some uh, he was giving a conference or press conference and one of the reporters asked him, hey, you, you know how many missing children there are? And he wouldn't answer. And he goes, but you know the number, right? And he goes, you, you're, you're, you're um, the the mayor or whatever is like, oh, you know, you're we're going to end this now because I'm not going to answer that. We're going to end this. It's like you're putts. You're complete putts. You know? Well, I I think, look, most mayors in most cities are not there to deal with tragedy. You know, they're not, this, this whole thing is bigger than that guy in any part of the job. He thought he was going to run some old fashioned tourist town, which is basically what that job has been for a hundred years, you know? Yeah. But then then they find out they dropped the ball on all the safety and all that kind of stuff. Well, I get that, but I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give mayors of, you know, town shit when they can't deal with once in a lifetime sort of issues, because that's real. I mean, they're basically city council people who got elevated to the mayor's position. They're not there because they're, they're good at logistics and all this stuff. Generally they're there because they've been there long enough and they can make the trains run on time. You yeah. Know? But all, all you have to do is just present a little bit of, um, uh, along with the empathy, which they that which they've they're, they've gotten spades, the fake empathy sometimes. Sometimes it's real. Um, they have a little bit of like like strength along with it to go. Hey, you know, we're we're working to get things through this. I'm coordinated with such and such agency. We're trying to get this done. You know, just act like you're competent. You know, no, I I get that. I hundred percent agree with you. And I'm telling you, that is not ninety percent of the mayors across the country. Yeah. 
because it's a joke job. Yeah, true. But, but, it's just but like the, being on the, it's like being on the city council or the school board, you know? But I'll tell you what's not a joke job is the president. And the way Biden's been handling this has been fucking abysmal. And um, uh, it's just infuriating. I well, mean, I, I, I don't, don't care. disagree. That, I, I will give him, I will give him credit on one thing, which I've always agreed with, regardless of who the president is. I don't think it's good for these presidents to visit these disaster sites. No, Be- no. just because it's so distracting logistically, they're right. in the way. Well, and Bush, Bush got, got, got all kinds of shit for that. Cause he just flew over. Um, uh, what was Katrina? It? Katrina. He just flew over because specifically because of that, because they were saying, Hey, we don't want to, it's logistically, it would cause a mess and it'd be really hard on, on the, you know, the already struggling infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. So I don't want to make a, he basically came down to saying, well, he doesn't want to make more of a shit show out of it than it is. And he got yeah, all but- kinds of shit for that saying, Oh, you don't care. And they just, you know, um, um, what is it? Kanye, uh, Bush don't like black people, that kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, uh, it's like, but Biden's doing the worst. He's like, he's like no comment. But here's, here's what I can't stand about politicians. You know, I respect a politician who would say, look, I'm not going to go there. Me going there doesn't make it any better. In fact, me going there with the Secret Service and all the media that's coming and everything, that makes it worse. Yeah, I would would respect that. And if they said, and they say, you know, well, don't you think you should be there and present leadership? And they just say, nah, just blah, blah, blah. They should say, you know, what I just said and say, and the end of it go, and if you disagree with that, you're a moron. I'm sorry. But you, the very- just, you cannot you cannot understand what's going. So if you want to make this into a political point about I don't care whatever you're a bad person, you know, shut up and sit down. And you're making a political point out of other people's tragedy. I'm not going to do that. But they're all worried about. Well, I got to craft the right answer. Yeah, at the very least. I mean, the thing about Biden is that his response was late. And then his first response was coming back from some sort of vacation with somebody's like, hey, you have something to say about Hawaii? And he's like, ah, no comment. That, I mean, that's just so fucking, it's so blatantly yeah. stupid. No, I know. It's just such a stupid thing to do and go, hey, this is a tragedy. My thoughts and prayers. But they're afraid to even say that now on the left, the thoughts and prayers. Well, by the same token, the other place I'll defend him is I saw some video that was saying, hey, watch him struggling to go up the stairs. And he was walking up the stairs like I would expect an 80-year-old man to walk up the stairs. Yeah. You know? 80-year-old man And he came down the stairs. stairs the same way, you know? And they said, oh, he forgot whether the Japanese uh, leader was the president or the prime minister. Shit. I don't know that stuff. I mean, who cares about those things? When he did look lost in the middle of a speech later, okay, that was different. Yeah, and he I mean, falls asleep in another meeting and, and yeah, know. I know, but the right is trying to pick apart every little thing he does. Let's stick to the important stuff. But, but the, my overall point about Maui is not really an attack on Joe Biden directly. It's his administration, which he's in charge of. I think, I mean, I think his whole, someone said it before and I can't remember who it was. It said, this is what you get when you have government run by activists and not policy people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they're incompetent as to how to do this. And to send these people who are our fucking citizens, to send them $700. Well, and then on top of that, to sit there and the citizens right off the bat were saying, hey, we're already getting calls from these 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 uh, you know, um, hedge funds that are trying to buy up our properties and it's not right. And then the governor comes out and says, well, I'm going to put a stop to that. That's not right. And then the next day he comes out and he goes, uh, government's going to buy up all that property. 
Well, in defense of that, in defense of that mayor or governor or whatever, he said they were planning to buy it so that, you know, they preserved it. Yeah, and I don't a, that, know if that's true or not, but at least it was a better story. It's and a better story, but I, it's bullshit. Well, maybe it is. I don't, I don't, um, I don't begrudge companies coming in and saying, Hey, I'll pay you, you know, uh, prior market value for your property that's now not worth anything i mean that's capitalism and well and those people could know? probably sure use the money they don't have the money to sit there and or the time some of these people are the energy to rebuild um some yeah. people want to get the hell out of there they're like i can't deal with this so yeah having allowing somebody to buy their property be, be be nice but just to be careful not to allow the predatory shit to happen you know yeah i mean i don't know i think uh if someone wants to pay someone for their land and they want to take the money they should be allowed to do it I will also give the government the benefit of the doubt and saying, no, we want to buy it to preserve this until they prove that that's not true. Um, so I'll take them at face value. Uh, I just think it. nowadays just, the whole thing is land grab, land grab from the government, land grab from the big Yeah, maybe, but point. I will just, I, you know, and the government could take it anyway if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, they can, true. Uh, with some limitations, it's not just they can take your money for or your land for any reason, but, uh, you know, if they want to uh, do eminent domain, it's a long process, but it's it's certainly possible. But my point is, I just back to keeping the politics out of it. It just incenses me that we are giving all of this money to other countries. In many cases, people who hate us or people like Zelensky, who just keeps escalating this whole thing. I mean, I if I was Biden, I'd say you send anything into Russia proper. We're done. You yeah. get nothing. Yeah. You know, and stop coming over telling us that we need to do more. Yeah. Fuck Zelensky you. is provoking stuff that he's a miserable piece of shit. Yeah. I can't stand him. You uh, I mean, at, at, at one point he rallied the Ukrainian people, which I think was great. And now he's, now he's, uh, he's trying to, he's trying to incite the West into this and he's, he doesn't understand what he's doing. Yeah. This, um, you know what you're talking about, how you're pissed off about the $700 one time payment the government's given to this reminds me of, uh, that uh, the tra uh, train derailment uh, situation where um, all the chemicals were spewed in that town and they were getting um, the company was like cutting checks right away, but they were making people sign these, uh, you know, non sue kind of things to get the money. Remember that? Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's standard operating procedure nope. for like an insurance company. Uh, I get it, but it was like, it was like, it was like kind of scammy. It was this, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was, uh, it was like these people were like desperate to get help and they thought they were getting uh, no strings attached help and they were signing over basically saying, nope, this is all you're getting and you're not able to, to get more, <laughs> you know, yeah, so they had to I, be real careful about what they were, what they were signing to get that money because they thought they were just getting help. Is what I they do thought. agree. I do agree that it's sneaky. But I also get frustrated at people who sign pages and pages of stuff and don't fucking read it. You know, there you are know? people out there that just aren't aren't that intellectually with it. They, they, they're not dummies, but they're like, I just don't understand this. I, I hope I'm doing what I need to do. I just need this money because things are really tough right now. And and I don't know. You know, I can get that. I can understand that. You know, I can, too. But I also don't have any sympathy for people who say you know what? I just need the money and I hope I'm doing this right. And they sign it and then they bitch about what's in it. You know, they didn't even try. That's the part that bugs me. 
I don't know. I, I think they did. I think a lot of people will look through this stuff and they'll see the words they can't read, the the legalese and the and and the you know addendums, and they don't know what the okay. fuck it means. And so they, they have me, to go out and get a lawyer to help them at that point. Right. And uh, you get you can find a lawyer for a hundred bucks who'd read that thing for you and tell you what you're signing. It's it's that simple. And they may say, "Well, we don't have a hundred bucks." You can go to that lawyer and say, "Look." They want me to sign this. Can you read it? And if we, and and just have the lawyer mark it up and go. Nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And they say, well, you can't have the money then. That lawyer. Most of those lawyers will do those things on a whether you know if you win the case kind of thing. And if one lawyer could get a hundred bucks out of one person for doing that and save them some money, there would be hundreds of people that would come to them for that. So I just you know it's like people who don't who don't get their taxes done by someone, which basically costs you a hundred to $150 of the refund you're probably getting already. And those people will find you more money and people go, ah, I don't want to do it. I don't know. I wouldn't know where to go. I wouldn't No, Come on. You be better. <laughs> you have to do that. So it's, it's just not hard. And people just say, well, I don't know. So I'm not going to that. That bothers me. I, I guess what bothers me is is the um, it's just like always. There's always a there's always a sucker out there. There's always a mark, and there's always yeah. a person trying to get one over on someone. And there is a there's a a tendency for this legalese to go. You know, we know we're getting one getting some something over on someone, and we don't care. And it's like, yeah, I guess, sure, if that's how you want to be. But right, I I get it, and I think it's shitty. It's also really easy to defend against. Yeah, it's buyer really caveat emptor, buyer beware kind of situation too, where you can't just expect someone not to take advantage of you if you're if you're just gonna fork over whatever anybody asks for you. You know. <laughs> Quick uh, thirty second story on that phrase, caveat emptor. Mm -hmm. I read that in high school in a D and D module. It was caveat. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell it was. I don't. Now, this is, of I course, don't doubt it. Yeah. This is pre. Uh, this is pre internet, and I never knew what it was, and I. I never, I never had a dictionary. I could look up Latin phrases and everything. And one time, about 15 years later, a buddy of mine goes, caveat? I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, buyer beware. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Yeah. And he goes, what, what? And I said, I read that in a module 15 years ago. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's like I sent this little messenger out in my brain to go find out what it was. And he finally came back and goes, ah, buyer beware. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's so, funny. Anyway, most, fun of my, story about most of my, um, linguistics uh all my my reading comprehension came from reading comic books so um really you know you learn a lot did they make you a cunning linguist uh <laughs> sure <laughs> sure why not i don't know you see the way some of those people are dressed in those comics i wouldn't be surprised but yeah well i don't think anyway. comics nowadays are, are as good as back in the what 80s 90s no i don't think so either so so um all right so we should wrap her up yeah you said you got a surprise no, first we're wrapping it up. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I don't know if you want to get a hold of us. I don't know. Shoot you us an check email. us out on Facebook <laughs> at <laughs> Bread and Circuses Podcast. That's the best way to get in touch with us. Or, or, or? you can now contact us on Instagram. Instagram. Yep. We have an Instagram page at Bread and Circuses Pod. On Instagram. Well, wait a minute. Isn't if Instagram it videos? Up, no. Oh. If you, it's uh, pictures and posts and stuff like that. So if you look us up, Bread and Circuses Pod on Instagram, 
you will see my rooster icon on there. And we've actually already got someone who liked us. I put the page up today. Didn't send anything about it out, out or anything. And we already had somebody who liked that. Someone who's a longtime listener to the show. So I don't know how you found us, Carl, on Instagram, but we're there. Well, so, I can't wait for the next surprise. It's going to be TikTok, or uh, are you going to have an OnlyFans? Uh, well, the, only the other one was, I was going to tell you, yeah, well, you get to handle the OnlyFans <laughs> page. Um, it's all going to be dog porn. But uh, the um, the uh, other surprise I was trying to drop on you was that we had also signed up on X. Okay. okay. But X at this point doesn't believe that we're legitimate. Oh, and uh, has banned our page before it started. You're kidding. So I, th- I think we'll get that worked out. I thought we'd be but, blue check marked. Uh, my IT advisor um, is uh, trying to make that happen, i.e., my oldest son. So okay. uh, I said, "Hey, can you get us going on this stuff?" He goes, "Absolutely." Yeah, we we, we so, need to get on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Well, that's that's what I was trying. So okay. that's X. Okay. <laughs> so we are uh, we are currently trying to get our page on X, but as of as of right now, again, not only are we on Facebook, Brendan Searches Podcast, we appreciate all the likes and interactions and all that and shares and all of that there. But now you can also follow us on Bread and Circuses Pod on Instagram. Nice. Nice. I know, huh? Am I going to be able to post on there? Uh, no, I'm not going <laughs> to let you post anything. <laughs> All right. On that note, see ya, bye.